What's going on? We're back at the Burner Account Podcast. It's Noah. I'm here with my friend Ben. We're going to be talking about some sports today. <laughs> and much awaited return of the Burner Account Podcast. It's been a while since we've been on the mic. So awaited. Much awaited. Much awaited return. Uh, for today's episode, we got the NBA playoffs coming soon. So we're going to be talking about some NBA, get into... Uh, some talk about the players, what's happened, moments from the season, some playoff preview. Maybe that can be part of our next episode. Get a little more in-depth once we know matchups and all that other stuff. Uh, for now, we're just going to recap some recent news that's been happening in the sports world. It's been a busy week for entertainment in general, not just sports. A lot of TV shows coming back. I know so a lot of people are hyped about Game of Thrones coming back this weekend. So there's a ton of stuff going on right now. we got Masters, the NCAA tournaments just finished up, NHL playoffs just starting. Like I said, NBA playoffs are starting this weekend. Lots of crazy stuff happening. So to start off this episode, we're going to be talking about a recap of the March Madness tournament. It was kind of boring. Kind of boring, yeah. Compared to recent years, it was... Not that, it, not, I mean, I personally didn't find it boring. I'm a huge fan of basketball, but it's just, it was, with not having the Dukes and Kentuckys and the usual teams that you usually see in the Final Four, it did, although it was good to have a refresher of some new teams, it did still kind of lack some of that usual feelings surrounding, you know, the Final Four. And so this year in the Final Four, we had Virginia, uh, uh, Texas Tech in the championship, and they beat, I can't think of it. Michigan State and Virginia played... Um, Auburn. Auburn, that's right. Very... I mean, it was cool to see some different teams in the Final Four, but, I mean, once again, it, lock, it lacked some of the usual programs that we like to see every year. But, I mean, still, there were some great games. Virginia had a lot of exciting games. They were down by two at some point with like under five seconds left and i think every single game their last like three games that they played against purdue they had the crazy missed free throw batted back to half court thrown back to the front court and put in to go to overtime which they end up winning and then when they played auburn they were down by two again and then they had the kyle guy and the controversial foul call in the corner on the three-pointer that ended up giving him the three free throws to win the game and then they go to overtime against Texas Tech after being down by two with like 20 seconds left or something like that. It was all three very exciting games for Virginia. It was a very well-earned championship, I believe, though. Kyle Guy and uh, Ty Jerome were amazing throughout the uh, tournament. And, I mean, it's an amazing story that they were able to come back after losing to the UMBC last year. Awesome stuff. But no Zion. No Zion in the Final Four. That was very disappointing. I would have loved to see him tear up some more rims. But we'll get to see that in the NBA soon. I don't know if there's anything else you want. On the Suns. Yeah, on the Suns. Or the Knicks. Who knows? They'll probably (laughs) mess up and choose someone else. No. Very Knicks move, James Dolan-esque. So, do you have anything else about March Madness you want to talk about? I know that I just uh, Basically, to... I just felt like it didn't feel like... the Just because it's not those usual programs that you see, it just, for some reason, didn't have the feeling of, like, March Madness, best of the best, Final Four. But I thought uh, Carson Edwards 
was the most exciting part of the entire tournament because he had like an insane run with three pointers, even more crazy than when like Steph Curry and like Buddy yeah. Heald and all them when they did like similar stuff. But I thought that Carson Edwards did it. What he did was the most crazy because he was just throwing up shots from deep with like it was just like I'm gonna shoot it in your face and I'm gonna make it. Can't guard it. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how his draft stock got affected by this. I mean, oh, I can only believe it'll go up, but I'm interested to see how far up it can go based on his performance. Because we've seen it in the past where players like Dante DiVincenzo will have you know, a 30-point game in the championship, and that brings them up to you know close to the first round and getting drafted. So it can be a huge impact on these guys. <clears throat> All right, want to move so, on to the NBA? Yeah, let's move on to the NBA. Uh, like we mentioned at the start, NBA playoffs approaching this Saturday, I believe, is when the playoffs start. And as a way, as a sort of a fun way to recap the season and talk about some different moments from the year and some exciting uh, performances, I thought that Ben and I could go back through and just give our favorite player to watch or look into from each team as we talk about them. And just kind of based on that, we can segue into talking about the team and maybe other factors or you know, cool, exciting things that happen for that team during the season. So, the first team, we're going to go division by division. We're going to start in the uh, with the Raptors. And I will start off on this one. I think that it's he's a popular pick for most improved player this year. I'm going to go with uh, Pascal Siakam as my favorite player from the Raptors this season. Uh, there's been a lot. Of, he's been very uh, exciting and a popular name for many media outlets to talk about this year, as he's a true, you know, underdog, grit and grind. He fought late round pick. He fought every step to get to where he is, and now he's a very exciting player on a very exciting team. He can. He's a four that can defend almost every position. You know, he can shoot the three. He can dribble. He can do everything. Spicy P is what they call him. I believe on the. <laughs> you haven't seen that on Twitter or anything? No, I, I did not. I see it all over the place. So you check the ringer. The ringer's all over him. Um, my favorite player, even though it's the obvious pick, is Kawhi Leonard. Just because he, when I watch a Raptors game, I'm watching to see how Kawhi Leonard does, and it's every time I watch, it's like, why'd you have to sit out all of last year? <laughs> That's true. That was very disappointing. And for then, even though he missed a ton, tons of games, he was, for a while, I think, talked about as an MVP candidate. And he played, in the games he played, he played pretty much like one. And he had some really clutch late-game buckets and stuff. But it'll be really interesting to see if he stays. Uh, I think he might go to, like, the Clippers or some team like that with cap space. That is maybe, it seems like he's more of a West Coast kind of guy. I know he's from the West Coast, so we'll see. But he was definitely my favorite player to watch, just because you know the star power. He's just, he's just awesome to watch. That's all. I was gonna ask you that. So you believe Kawhi will be in a Clippers uniform next year? If I were to guess, I would say, I, I would say Clippers. But I could also, I could see him staying. Yeah, I, I, I think it's Clippers, but so, it's like. 51% Clippers, if I 49% had, Raptors. If I had to put money on it right now, which is illegal, but you know, if I could, I'd go, he's staying with the Raptors. I think he likes it up there. 
He likes how. I mean, nobody knows. It, I mean, I talk. I'm just I mean I just I'm assuming just based on what the little he has said in the media. Cause he's had some quotes drop into um to the media. <clears throat> I just I think that I personally think he's been enjoying it up there. My theory is that it's a good team with a good system with a good coach and Nick Nurse, and it's not it's not too popular amongst you know the Bleacher Reports and all these other media outlets. Like, Toronto gets talked about, but they're not, like, the Lakers or the Celtics or all these other teams that are every day on ESPN. I think Kawhi likes that because it's like San Antonio where, you know, they were a good team, but they weren't talked about every day, and he could stay out of the spotlight and do his thing, so that's what I believe. Yeah, good point. He loves San Antonio. All right. <laughs> well, he used to love When, when he loved San Antonio. Let's go <laughs> Move on to the Sixers. <clears throat> and... Uh, do you have your answer for this team? Because I might, I might be changing my mind here in a second. I mean, <laughs> I don't want to pick the obvious one, but it's I, Joel Embiid. He was, he, he was so, he's so, such a beast. He's so fun to watch. It's just a little frustrating when he like throws up threes a little too much. That's frustrating to watch. But other than that, when it, you get him on a good day, he's just looks like he's unstoppable. Like he's Shaq or something, and. He's just an absolute monster, and he's very fun to watch. I think he's going to be first-team All-NBA. Um, he should be that. Seems like he was the best center in the league this year. So that's got to be my pick. Just cause, And also, on top of all that, I love his trash talk <laughs> and him trolling all these other players. Gets into it with Westbrook and stuff like that. I just That's just got to be who it is for me. Yeah. So fun to watch. I I'm not a I'm not the biggest Joel Embiid fan as um I don't know I sometimes I think he can maybe be a bit too childish. Um, Is it JJ Redick? Uh, yeah, I was, I have to think about JJ Redick. JJ Redick, he's one of the few remaining guys that when you shoot it, you just feel like it's going in no matter it's what. So terrifying, it's terrifying to watch. Watch him get yeah. a screen yeah. and curl Very, around. As a Celtics terrifying. fan, it's pure. It honestly scares me. He's so good. his movement off the ball is amazing, and when even. Even when the man is fading out of bounds on the baseline with two guys shoving him he as does, he shoots it, it's still going in. And... He can come around off a screen with no footing. Like, everything can be off. He'll still find a way to just correct everything while he's in air and make yeah. it perfect and just drain the shot. There's few guys. When I think of the guys that are able to do that, it's like him, maybe Corver, but Corver's not as much as a moving, you know, shooting type of guy. I think of Marco Bellinelli. Oh, but also, uh, can we just get an honorable mention here for Boban? <laughs> that was another name I was thinking about. You uh, uh, traded midseason. The best player in the league. The it's the best player in the league. Most efficient player in the league, Boban Marjanovic. He's just one of those guys that you can't hate as a fan of any team. He's just... He's probably the best player of all time. But <laughs> Most liked player. I think he, he could easily... He might be the most liked players. NBA player. It's like him and Giannis. Yeah. You think of like Dirk. yeah, Dirk, yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah. what's the next one? Let's keep going. Uh, next, we're gonna move on to the Celtics, the hometown favorites. <laughs> All right, um, definitely not Kyrie. <laughs> that was quick. <laughs> you can you can start actually. I'll All let right, you start. for this one, I think I'm gonna have to go with simple old Al Horford. I uh, like the <laughs> like the Barstool Sports shirt says, Al Horford is good. That's just that's the perfect way to describe him. He's the glue guy on this team. He just seems like the only one who's not crazy. Yeah, on the team. he's been the most consistent as long as he's not injured. 
he's our you know he's the focal point on defense he's what he's I see him kind of like uh the you know the general in the back the court general you know directing everyone on the court he's he's exciting to watch when he gets going Keep in mind, he has a player option to opt out this year. That would be very disappointing. That would be very disappointing. Um, so Al Horford would have been mine, but since you picked him, I'm going to go with Jalen Brown, just because at the end of the year here, he's really, he has really looked very good. And for biggest disappointment on the team, I'm going to go Jason Tatum, because he we're, not has, even, we're not even doing disappointments. Yeah, well, he deserves to be mentioned, because he has looked... Like, he has made no steps at all all year, and it's just so frustrating to watch him take his pull-up midi when he's not very good at it, and he can just drive. You can tell there's a lot of feelings behind that one. Yeah. Also, feelings. quick shout-out. I was checking the box score of the Wizards game yesterday. I know there's a lot of, you know, not, not unusual players playing, but I checked the box score. RJ Hunter had, a, I think, 16 or, like, 14 off the bench. I thought about it and i thought i was back in like 2015 or wherever he was on the team last <laughs> big big shout out to rj hunter for getting some minutes again for the celtics i forgot he was on the team <laughs> i forgot we re-signed him I again did or whatever um okay let's get keep going all right next team we're going to talk about is the brooklyn nets one of the very Ugh. exciting popular teams of this uh, season mm. this year they made their first playoffs in a few years uh, led by d'angelo russell they, I'm hearing that they are a team that no one wants to face in the first round of the playoffs. Is that word on the street? That is word on the street. Okay. Um, on the NBA Twitter street. You can go first. Uh, this one, I know he didn't play that many games this year. He was hurt for a long period of time, but I gotta give it to Karis LeVert. He was a name that uh, for the past couple of years I've been trying to focus on on the, on the down low because I, I had a feeling that he could become something good. I was very disappointed and uh, it's sad to hear that he. Uh, I'm trying to think of it. He had a, he uh, fractured his ankle. I think it was. He had a very Gordon Hayward esque injury where his ankle kind of snapped out of place. Made it back and recovered a lot quicker than most people thought. He was back in the same season within a few months because the break wasn't actually that bad. So it was good to see him back. He didn't really have the same. He hasn't had the same impact he's had. But I mean, with time, I think he'll get back to the progress he was performing at because he was really looking like he could be something to be in this league pair him up with d'angelo russell and some other of these young guys the nets have a bright future in him okay so for me i would uh i was thinking about going jared allen just because at the beginning of the year he had all those awesome blocks if you remember on like all these star players yeah, he's but taking names. i'm gonna go with uh it's gotta be d low he's gonna be <laughs> most improved player this year <laughs> He better be at least. I, mean, I think it'd be pretty crazy if he didn't. Um, and I just love how he's got a lot of fu qualities now that he's <laughs> got traded away from the Lakers, and like the Lakers gave up on him really early, and partly his fault, obviously, with the whole uh, phone thing. But but um, clearly, he's showing to the Lakers that they made a mistake, and he just plays pissed off and i kind of like it so that's that's who i picked and who would have thought if when magic johnson was named the ceo or the president of basketball operations for the lakers who would have thought that he would be out of that job before d'angelo russell found a new job i mean i i, I mean i would have probably well, i mean i don't know <laughs> at the time when they first initially i happened. mean magic johnson did a 
I feel like Magic Johnson did a pretty poor job, so I don't think I'd be I'll that upset if I were the Lakers for step for him stepping down. Interesting to be. All right. Uh, yeah, but that's that should be a fun playoff matchup. Whoever they get matched up with, it'll be. In- I think they have they have some variation that could happen in their seeding with the last slate of games tonight. But it'll be fun to watch. Keep track. Where are of. they right now? Right now, I want to say they're six right now. Or yes. Yeah, yeah, they're six. Okay. So they would play <laughs> Philly. That'd be an interesting matchup. That'd actually be a good matchup. Yeah. Okay. All right. And now, moving on to the laughing stock of the league this year, the New York Knicks. <laughs> it's been a ride, but I lost, um, there, I did see a quote yesterday that, um, I want to say it was Lance Thomas, a longtime Nick who has been with them through a lot of few ups and many downs, Lance. said that this, this season was a promising one for them. So, I mean, at least there's some insight that things are going up for the Knicks. Projected number one overall pick right now. Projected to get Zion, which he could turn any organization around. So, um, I don't really even want to pick anyone on this team. (laughs) Because, I mean, I stayed away from watching it as much Knicks basketball as I could. Well, there's some young talent. And so, I think, if I had to pick one... Mario Hazonia, just because he, <laughs> he blocked LeBron. He blocked the king on the game winner, and that was kind of funny to see because it's Mario Hazonia blocking Super the second Mario. greatest player ever. Oh, uh, that picture, that was one of the best pictures from the NBA this year with Hazonia. I think he's either pointing at LeBron or just laughing at him. It's just oh, so... Very good picture. <laughs> so my pick from the Knicks is going to be uh, the young center, Mitchell Robinson. He's been... Uh, He's gotten some limelight in the media this season with the amount of blocks he's been getting. He hasn't been getting as many minutes as he probably should have been, but in those minutes, he's been putting up some pretty crazy stats. He's um, I'm pretty sure he's he was close to being top five in blocks with the limited minutes he had, which is absurd. And I think he could, yeah, I think he deserves a little bit more attention for what he's been doing because he is a freak of nature. Like, obviously, he's not, you know, no one's near Zion at this, like, he's just, Zion's on another level, but there's been some times where Mitchell Robinson gets, has some of those plays where he'll block a shot, and you'll say, wasn't he just on the other side of the court, like, a second ago? He's very athletic, but... He makes some highlight plays. He's not Zion. He's not Zion, no no one's Zion. (laughs) Alright, do you want to get off these, uh... The Knicks, I, I'm kind of done yeah, with them. Yeah, we, sh- we spent way too much we time We spent way too much time on the Knicks. Uh, next, we're going to move on to the Milwaukee Bucks, currently the top team in the league this season. Quite a turnaround from a few years ago when they were still had a young Giannis and they were last in the league. Crazy record. But, I mean, like, there's some good players on the team, but everybody's tuning in to watch Bucks games because of Giannis, and that's who I would have – that's – Obviously, who I pick for my favorite player on the Bucks because everybody likes him. He's he he is like one player that just feels like he's universally liked. Like no superstar seems universally liked by NBA fans, but Giannis kind of feels that way. Maybe it's because he hasn't really beaten anybody yet, but he also plays pissed off. He likes to start, like, kind of these personal wars and stuff, like, with Ben Simmons when he called him a baby. <laughs> ben Simmons came right back, but still, that was that was fun to watch. That was awesome. Um, and he he's just, he's so unstoppable. 
especially when he's going to the rim, it's just like you can have anybody on him and he's just going to finish on them. It's He plays, I've heard this comparison a lot, but he, he plays kind of, it feels like the way he's physically unstoppable is like Shaq-esque. Just how good he is around the rim and stuff like that. Shaq said so, he was better than Shaq was. It, yeah, even Shaq said so. And if you look at the stats when they were both, I saw the side-by-side stats when they were both the same age, and he is having a better year than Shaq did. And not only is he so good on offense, he also might win Defensive Player of the Year. So Very possible. Maybe, and although I would probably give Harden the slight edge in MVP, I would not at all be upset if Giannis won. Yeah, back to your point on why people don't seem to hate Giannis. I think that's just clearly a point on the fact that the Bucks haven't been able to beat anyone in the playoffs. No one's like everyone hates LeBron. Everyone hates Curry because they they beat other teams. But you know, then you have like the Giannis's and the Lillards who haven't really made it any noise in the playoffs yet. And so they and you know NBA fans don't have any problem with them because they don't beat their team. But uh, into my pick for the Bucks, I gotta go with Chris Middleton. That he's just he's so good offensively and I think he just won didn't he just he was like top voted yeah. top three most underrated by top the top three most underrated by the player poll that happened a few days ago. And I remember I remember back to the Celtics Bucks playoff series last year and Chris Milton gave obviously Giannis was the problem, but Chris Milton gave us bucket after bucket and it was even as a Celtics fan it was kinda of fun to watch at times just because he couldn't miss. And obviously it was disappointing to watch as a Celtics fan, but I mean, you can't. I can't hate on good basketball, especially when the guy just can't miss. So, <clears throat> after the Bucks, we are gonna head over to the Indiana Pacers. I'm um, they're con- they're confirmed to be the Celtics' first round matchup, right? I believe so. We got home court, but they finished fifth. And sadly, Victor Oladipo was lost for the season about halfway through. But I mean, surprisingly, the Pacers have held up pretty good. I think they were the three seed at the time that they lost uh, Victor Oladipo, but they only slipped to the five seed, almost got the four seed. So, props to the bench guys or other guys that stepped up that fill that big space. Uh, so who are you gonna pick for this? Uh, <clears throat> I think for this one, I'm gonna go with Miles Turner. Uh, he's a he's a candidate for defensive player of the year. I saw some there's some stat going around that he has more blocks than the entire Cleveland Cavaliers team this season, which <laughs> is absurd, but it's also the Cleveland Cavaliers that so have to keep in mind. Yeah, they suck. Either way, he's he's grown a lot. I, I think a lot of people were expecting to grow and he had a rough start to the season, so people laid off of him a little bit. But um he hit he hit a point in the season where he just started putting up numbers and he's still doing it at this point. And I think he could be scary for the Celtics in the playoffs just because he's a very dominant big. He can shoot, rebound, block. He can do it all. So yeah, he's, he's just had an overall good season. He's averaging 2.7 blocks a game. Yeah, that's crazy. That's ridiculous. Um, and it's nice to finally see him break out a little after yeah. I feel like we've been waiting for it to happen. Uh, at least we were really expecting it the year before. But nice to finally see it. My pick is DeMontis Sabonis. I thought you were with Bogdanovich. I was thinking about it. That was my other pick, but I'm going with Sabonis. Um, I feel like he plays, he's really good. He helps them get, uh, they can play big with him, him and Turner on the court at the same time. And it's just good to see him be successful on their team because he's obviously a new player that they got uh, from the Thunder that is just like this year, 
he's just being used really well compared to when he wasn't on the Thunder at all. So I like, uh, I just like the progress that he made, and also I re- remember watching him in March Madness and really liking him on Gonzaga. He's a great fit for the team. Yeah, he's a good player. <clears throat> All right, next team that we're going to move on to is the Detroit Pistons, who also have secured a playoff berth. First one, uh, I want to say since 2013, I think it was. So, I mean, props up to the Pistons. I know they're getting a lot of hate for making the playoffs just because NBA fans don't care about the Pistons and they want a more exciting team, but I mean, I'm for it. I'll give Blake Griffin an opportunity to shine. Yep, and that's who I'm picking because there's not much desirable besides Blake Griffin on this team, and Blake Griffin is having the a very low key career year. I feel like he's oh, it's easily a career year. For he's him. playing so good, and if you remember, not too many years ago, he was like top five for MVP. He was like mm-hmm. fourth or something for MVP voting. Um, so and then like he just went through strings of injuries and stuff like that, but. It's nice to see him play super well, although everything around him, not very desirable. Yeah, he has he doesn't have many pieces around him. I love how Blake Griffin has changed his game from being a dunker to an actual NBA player. I used to give Blake Griffin a lot of hate, but now he's slowly becoming one of my more favorable players to watch just because I feel like he has a much more complete game now. But my pick... I think most people would say that they'd rather watch him when he was a dunker, but... I wouldn't. I'm, I'm, I'm I a would. basketball purist over here, so... I don't yeah, that's stupid. <laughs> uh, my pick for this team, just because, like Ben said, there's not much to it, but I'm going to go with Luke Kennard. Yeah. Luke Kennard <laughs> was a old first-round pick. I want to say he was around like a 15th overall pick for the Pistons a few years ago. But out of nowhere, he's done nothing for them, but out of nowhere this year, he had a few, like... 25 30 point games just a complete offense offensive explosions where he just reined in three after three and i remember him from college i'm pretty sure yeah he was duke he and he used to do the same thing back in college and i'm here i'm always here for it when a good college player can have a few breakout games even if it might not lead to anything (laughs) those few nights when it was luke Kennard going off and they couldn't be stopped those are fun to watch those are always fun to watch for me he did shoot 39% from three this year, which is very good. Yeah, that's good. So, good for him. He's on the rise. Woo. All right, moving on from the Pistons, we're going to go to the Chicago Bulls, the wasteland of the Chicago Bulls and Jim Boylan, the oh boot camp. <clears throat> um, do I have to pick somebody? Yes, you do have to pick someone. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go... Hmm... I can, start, gonna, I can start if you want some time. I'm going to go with Robin Lopez. <laughs> that is the most disgusting pick you can have made on the team. <laughs> Just because he's kind of funny, he always beefs with the mascots, and I don't <laughs> care about anybody on this team except maybe marketing and Zach Levine throws down flashy dunks sometimes. I was going to say, I mean, I at least I could choose Laurie Markkinen. Markkinen has, has a very bright future. Kind of with, actually, I don't know if I want to choose Markkinen. Just because it was a throwaway season for him. He missed, like, I'm pretty sure like four fifths of this season, but and there's nothing else on this team. There's not. Much Everyone's there. hurt. It's rebuilding. Maybe they get Zion. Who knows? It, there's. I don't know. It's yeah, I kind hope of a not, sad, sad state in Chicago right now. Really hope they don't get Zion, but we'll see. Okay, <coughs> We're gonna move go. on to the yeah, they... Cleveland Cavaliers. Get away Jeez. from the wasteland of the Bulls to it's, another wasteland. It's just a lot of bad teams in a row. <laughs> we hit a rough stretch. Uh, my my pick for this team's pretty easy though. 
I, I've liked them since I first saw him play in high school with Colin Sexton, uh, Young Bull, as they like to call him. He he turned he really turned it up in the second half of the season. I know he was he was getting a lot of hate early on, uh, getting called a bust by a lot of Cleveland fans. But I I had a feeling from the start that he was gonna take some time to get adjusted to the league, just because he's not gonna wow you with. I don't I don't want to say that I don't I don't mean this in a negative way, but he's not gonna wow you with his flashy plays and ball skills. He's gonna be grit and grind hustler, and he's gonna do all the little things. While also giving you buckets and you know dishing out to his teammates, I think he's gonna be a great player in the future, and it is exciting to watch him grow and become a little bit of a household name and a already loaded rookie class. So I think he'll be fun to watch. Um, I'm having trouble trying to pick my my player, but I think I'm just gonna go with Kevin Love because he is finally on a team where he's not the scapegoat like he <laughs> always was with. Uh, LeBron and Kyrie so for Kevin Love just good for him now he's not the scapegoat he's the best player on his team again and so I just think he's the biggest winner on the on the Cavs this year yeah, it seems like he's finally having fun again I know he had the whole you know anxiety depression episode and a ton of injuries this season he finally came back and he seems more relaxed and he's been more active on Twitter lately at least I've noticed that Okay, that's enough. Clo- that's enough Cavaliers. <laughs> Moving on to the Magic, another you know, they're in the playoffs. Wow. They got some talk. Another pretty Magic. Yeah, I, I can't believe they're in the playoffs. <laughs> um, you can go first. So my pick for this team, he is the best player, Nikola Vucevic. I'm just a fan of his game. Any, any big that can come into this era of the NBA and still put up twenty and ten, you know, twenty and fifteen, thirty and twenty. You could be a fan of mine just because it's such a rare thing to see in the NBA these days. It's fun to watch a man, you know, just get down in the post, get dirty, post up some bigs, and, you know, get buckets. All right. Uh, I'm just going to make this quick. I'm picking Markel Fultz <laughs> just because he even he's play had, for them this year. Uh, he played a few games. He played the last <laughs> couple games just because he created so many storylines this year. He was so amazing in college. And then something weird happened with the Sixers that nobody's no really sure about. I can't but wait to find out. I'm rooting for him heavily. I really want him to do good. So I think, and I think it was a decent move or risk to just go trade for him because they didn't have like have to give up crazy stuff. So he still was a first overall pick two years ago. So. He could still become a very, very good player. Who knows? Maybe maybe the Magic somehow meet up with the Sixers in the playoffs and Markel Fultz has himself a series. That'd be a storyline to remember. There's not going to happen. There's like a 0% chance this, of that yeah. happening, but it'd be cool. Not this year. Sorry. <laughs> cool storyline. All right. Hornets? Uh, heat next. Heat, heat next. Okay. So, Heat. Farewell, D-Wade. <laughs> the tour that seems like it's been going on forever. Since he got traded back <laughs> yeah. to the Heat. Finally coming to an end. He played his last home game last night. Dropped 30. It was an exciting game to watch. I, I love the tribute that they did with Zaire. Very fun night. But uh, for me, the player I got to pick from this team is, for the highlights, strictly Derek Jones Jr. That man, he, he can make a... He probably has at least five entries on the top 10 dunks of the NBA season. Uh, the one I think back to... Is, actually, there's two that I think back to. There's one where 
I think it was a little overhyped by Bleacher Report and other media outlets, but the one where he threw it in, it was the lob. I think it was from D Wade. He went up really high. That's all I, I don't know how else to describe <laughs> it. It was it was a crazy leaping ability on him, and there's another dunk where he absolutely posterized someone, which I thought was ten times better, but it got like you know half the hype in the media, which is sad to see. But Derek Jones Jr. He's gonna be a big name in the dunk contest probably again sometime soon. He's fun to watch. If you haven't seen him, check out his highlights. I highly recommend it. Who'd you pick? Um, I just felt like this year the Heat were a very boring team. They in were, general, <laughs> they had a lot of injuries. There too. wasn't much excitement to them, so I guess I'm just gonna go Dwayne Wade, the legend, the All Star this year. Um, well, because, sort of All Star. Um. Yeah, he got thrown <laughs> on there. Uh, and just because it's his farewell tour, um, he's a legend. We got to appreciate him, and he was still at the Heat. So that's legacy, all. legacy with a three. That's all we gotta say. Wade County. Way County. Best of luck to them trying to get into the playoffs tonight in the okay. next few days. Next one. Now moving on to the Hornets. Another team that's fighting for a playoff spot in these last few games of the NBA season. And do you have a choice for this team? Uh, I mean, I don't want to go with Kemba, so I think... I, th- Yeah, I'm going to have to go with Kemba. <laughs> <laughs> So, Kemba, just because one of the best years of his career, um, he slowed down a little at the end, but, like, ever at the beginning of the year, he was just going crazy, going off, and it's going to be awesome when the Knicks give him a max contract. <laughs> some some stupid team gives him a max contract. <laughs> Not that Kemba, Kemba's definitely deserved it at this point, it's just, I don't know if you're winning a championship with Kemba. I mean, not as your best player, obviously. This will probably be a topic that comes up in future episodes, though, with Kemba Walker. Uh, my pick, I honestly, I didn't, I have no idea. This is similar to a lot of other Eastern teams. It's just one star player and a lot of nothing. But I'll give it to Jeremy Lamb, just for the game winner. Two game winners against the Raptors. Right. Both the Raptor killer himself, Jeremy Lamb, the Raptor hunter. You call him Chris Pratt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, there's there's very few times in the NBA where a player hits a half-court buzzer beater for a win. So it's always exciting when you can see it happen. Jeremy Lamb, he's you know another guy that I think back to college, and he had a few games. Uh, UConn, he's a UConn representing. And um, cool to see someone like that you know, makes a, make a few cool plays, I guess. I don't know. Not, not much else for the Hornets. Yeah, still waiting on Frank Kaminsky to be <laughs> anything. All right, moving on to the Wizards. Uh, I think this is the, I think this is the last dumpster. For, actually, we'll we'll, we'll we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> At least for the Eastern Conference. Huh? Um, I mean, Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal. <laughs> That's always a good thing. Is there anyone else? Even in contention? Is yours Bradley Beal? No, mine's not Bradley Beal. Okay, well, mine's Bradley Beal because he might he might get the um, on the third Team All-NBA this year. We'll see. Uh, he was awesome this year, even though his team did not really do much to help him out. He was very good, and we, get to see, we got to see what he is without John Wall, and I don't know what they're going to do with John 
John Wall when he comes back because nobody's taking him because no his contract him. is horrendous. But we'll see. Okay, that's all I gotta say about the Wizards. Yeah, they. Uh, I remember that. Was it their their president or their CEO that they fired? Yeah. They got rid of some front office guy, which finally is a step in the right direction. But um, my pick is is between Bobby Portis and the guy I chose. But I'm gonna go with Thomas Bryant. He was a um, <clears throat> yeah, he's a young player out of Indiana, and he had a few games this year where just kind of out of nowhere. I think he had like a triple double. I want to say or some weird stat line, crazy stat line like that, where he just came out of nowhere and had some really good games for a struggling Wizards team and flashed some potential. And you know, those guys are always fun to watch, keep track of during the season. But it'll be cool to see if he can put some progress on that next year. Alright. I, I don't want to talk about the Wizards Let's anymore. Let's keep going. Last team from the East, the young running gun Atlanta Hawks. Ooh-hoo. Okay, you go. I have a feeling you're, you're going to pick Trey Young, so I'm going to stay away uh, from that. You know. I, nah, I'm, I already... I okay, have, go. I my pick, pick. I'm going to go with uh, John Collins, another highlight flashy dunker, but this man is not just a dunker. He will go put up a double-double on your favorite team any night. He also missed a lot of the season with injury, at least the start of the season, but the second half he was killing it. I'm all for John Collins being a dominant big in this league. I feel like he doesn't get mentioned a lot because he's from Atlanta, or he plays on Atlanta, and there's Trey Young now, so I'm here to represent John Collins. Um, shout out to Kevin Herter and also to Vince <laughs> Carter for doing some, helping with some of the broadcasts during games, but it's Trey Young was the reason this team was pretty exciting to watch especially down the stretch um he was sick down at the end of the season getting he was playing like hitting Steph Curry like shots with his heels on the logo just insane to watch game winners in the same week like ridiculous shooting like 40% from three in a month he was nuts and uh that's why this team was so exciting and it would be crazy if they got the first overall pick it would be and crazy. got Zion. Very unlikely, but it'd be crazy. I, it's not very unlikely. I mean, they got a decent shot at it. I, I, I guess so. It'll be... It'll be uh, if they do, that'll be... I mean, I'll, I'm all for a Trey Young, Zion, John Collins That'd be trio. a fun line. That'd be a very fun lineup to watch. <clears throat> but now, moving to the Western Conference, we're going to start with the Denver Nuggets. They put together a very good season. They're gonna, probably going to finish second or third in the Western Conference. But uh, my pick for the Denver Nuggets will be Jamal Murray. Uh, I'll say they what do they call him? the Blue Archer. I think he's. I'm probably. I'm I don't know. He just does that so Archer Sally. He is the Archer Sally. It's cool. Uh, he'll he'll drop. I I'm a fan of any player that can go out and drop forty. Jamal Murray had a few games this year where he went out and dropped forty, and he started lighting it up. He is the the scorer on this team. He's a young guard. I'm excited to see what he can grow into because I feel like he's kind of underrated as a scoring guard when it comes to the, I don't want to say elite, but, you know, the star uh, star guards in the league. So, uh, who do you choose? Um, so, I'm going to, I, my favorite player to watch on the team is Jokic. I think that's everyone's. But. And he's the best player. He had an insane season. And I just, the reason I really like him is because I feel like all the time the foreign players that we don't get to see on, like, TV all the time 
always get disrespected in the draft, kind of. And I think we saw that with Luca going a lot later than a, he should, obviously. We'll, we'll, get, to, we'll get to the Luka production. <laughs> but uh, just watching Jokic, it's just awesome to see a big man that's like seven feet tall and he's running the offense like he's the point guard and the whole offense is running through him. The Celtics do this sometimes with Al Horford, and I wish they did it more with Al Horford, but uh, Jokic is full on their number one playmaker, and he just makes such amazing passes and is also so good with the pick and roll that he's just so fun to watch. And um, lastly, I would like to shout out Isaiah Thomas, and I really hope he gets back on track, even though, even though it he's seems no like minutes. he's unplayable <laughs> yeah. as of right now. Because he is kind of unplayable right now. Yeah, he is. And uh, also excited to see if Michael Porter Jr. can be something good about that. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see what the Nuggets are able to do with this playoff run because it's their first time in the playoffs in a while with this young core. It's their first time with the young core. So, I mean, even if they just make it to the second round, I think that'll be a good look for them going on. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they're the hot pick just because to go too far, just because they lack some star power. Yeah. So moving on, next team is going to be the Portland Trailblazers, and from. <laughs> Really, I was really tempted to make the Jake Lehman pick here, just you know, hometown ish sort of player. But I think I gotta go with uh, I gotta go with uh, Yusuf Nurkic on this team. R.I.P. Yeah, he was he fell a uh, nasty injury uh, during the last few weeks of the season, but he was a he was having a career year this year, efficiency wise and numbers wise. He was. Their uh, focal point on defense. He was a big. He was their glue guy. A lot like the other, uh, you know, smaller bigs in the league, like Al Horford and you know players like that. And he was putting together a really good season. It was sad to see him get hurt, but uh, you know, rest up. Hopefully, we get him back stronger than ever. Uh, I'm gonna go with Seth Curry, the better shooting Curry. He shot 45% from three this year. 45. Yeah, 45% from three this year. It's just crazy that there's just a family that just breeds three-point snipers like that. And um, also, shout-out for Damian Lillard because he's still disrespected as a point guard. <laughs> Somehow still even disrespected. Even though year after year, he's amazing. And I think it's just because he plays with Portland, and they're not exciting because they've been like – almost the same team for the last like five years they have they got to make noise in the playoffs and so he the Lloyd's on that list of players that people like because he hasn't done anything to them yet <laughs> sadly uh now on to the next team we're going to be talking about the utah jazz another one of those teams that's kind of had a main core that's stuck together for a little bit all right well i'm going with joe ingles <laughs> Because he's just kind of a, a troll, and he looks like a math teacher just hopped on the <laughs> basketball court and started getting buckets. And I just love, like you saw the other day when, or not like a month ago maybe, where he baited somebody into getting the offensive foul on him, and then he was like kind of taunting them. It was just, re- it's really funny, and he, it just is hilarious because he looks like such an average guy when he's on the court. But yet, he's one of the better players in every game he plays in. I love the Joel Embiid quote about him. I remember it word for word. I don't know if you remember it. But it was, uh, 
something about just the the old white guys always have like the Swedish jokes or something like that. Shitty <laughs> ride, I don't know. Some typical Joel Embiid. <clears throat> uh, but uh, my pick for team is gonna be Rudy Gobert. I think, I think he kind of gotten gypped of a, a few deployed trophies in the past. I think he should get one at some point. He's had another really great year. Uh, there are just some matchups where you have Rudy Gobert sitting in the paint and he'll completely, uh, you know, be like a roadblock for a lot of the other uh, star players in the league. For example, in the playoff series with the Thunder last year, he held Westbrook to very little impact, at least less impact than he usually has, simply just by being the defensive beast that he is in the paint. And I love that effect that he can have on the game where just his presence in general, even if he's not doing that much in the stat lines, just his presence in general will be a dominant defense against the other team. Yeah, he's very good. The only issue with him is, like, against the team, like, I know they're in the East, but, like, the Bucks or something where they have a stretch big at center, how much that limits him, it's just... Yeah, I mean, you're not you're not getting offense he, from Gobert that fir- much. He's not the perfect player, I understand. But. He's fun. And then, speaking of the Thunder, they're going to be the next team that we talk about. Uh, I don't know. You you want to go first for this one? Ah, uh, you go. All right. Well, my favorite player from the team this year was Paul George. Kind of a playoff P. Playoff P. Very mainstream <laughs> pick for this one, but uh, I mean the fact that he's finally fully back from that injury he had a few years ago, snapping his leg. So I, I feel like I'm talking about injuries a lot with the players I've been choosing, but uh, it's much much deserved for playoff P. He is play, he was playing at an MVP level for a majority of the season this year. It kind of fell off at the end and hit another rough stretch. But for a long time, the, it was the top three picks were him, Harden, and Giannis. But, yeah, I mean, you know, shout out Playoff P. Let's hope he doesn't turn back into Playoff P when it comes time for playoffs because that would be very bad. <laughs> um, my pick is Steven Adams because he is kind of one of my – favorite players in the league just because he's very low-key and he's an underrated big man I feel like um he's so consistent every year and I think he was just voted like number two he was voted by the players number two for people that they don't they wouldn't want to get in a fight with yeah he was, he was at least top three if I remember correctly he's kind of a badass uh so that's who I'm gonna pick also shout out to Russell Westbrook for averaging another triple-double. Not to mention the 2020-21 game, which was just absurd. The second time ever that stat line's been posted. Like, that that was just crazy. Russell Westbrook's still getting hate, even though... So yeah, somehow, he, he, he so drops 20-20-21, and people talk about him shooting, like, 30% from the field. Like, come on, can you just... <laughs> That's just... That's comical. He's so good. That's comical. All right. Uh, moving on to the Timberwolves. Kind of a disappointing follow-up season to their first playoff berth in a while. But um, from this team, I think I got to go with the rookie Josh Akogi. Akogi? I'm not even sure I pronounce his name. But he's had a a lot of highlight plays this year. A lot of nice dunks, nice blocks. He's super athletic. Another one of those guys where I feel like a lot of people haven't heard about him that much. Once again, I recommend going to look up his highlights. He's a fun player to watch. I remember that one highlight when he like clamped Harden. Yep. That's the one I remember. I think he swatted Westbrook pretty harshly a few nights ago. So, all right. He's got, he's got a lot of good plays to go watch. A lot of high-flying dunks and stuff like that. Uh, my favorite player from the team this year, D. Rose, baby. <laughs> Making his 
big return, uh, 18 points this year a game, super solid, um, and it just was nice because we've all wanted to see Derrick Rose come back and still play at a high-ish level, obviously not anywhere like the level he used to play at, but he had a couple of crazy games at the beginning of the year. He had that like one crazy game. Was it 40, 50? 50, 50, 50, yeah. yeah, something like that. Just All say around New Year's. Yeah, just nuts. Yeah, and so, the yeah. return to Chicago might be happening. But Cat playing very well. Cat also, also playing very well. Shout out to him. Uh, next team we're going to be talking about is the Warriors. <laughs> this one is, uh, I don't know. I mean, there's not... Obviously, a lot of people hate the Warriors, but I can't see much to hate on. They're just a really good team. I'm, I'm just gonna leave it at that. But my pick is gonna be Clay Thompson. He's he might be one of my favorite players overall in the entire league. He's awesome. He's just you know everyone hates Curry. More people hate Durant. More people hate Draymond. I think even more people hate Demarcus. But you never hear about anyone that hates Clay, especially just cause he has such a likable personality. Like when he had the China Clay tour, you know, there's so many good. You know, like meme pictures about Clay Thompson and his stat lines. The man just to go, just goes and plays for the best team, one of the best teams in NBA history, and just shoots threes. Like, what's more to like about what he does? In a league of unhappy stars, he is the most laid back, chill star star would, in NBA history, like ever. I would love to hang out with Clay Thompson. Anyway, my pick, Steph Curry. I don't think that that many people hate Steph Curry. I think they still. I think. Most people love Steph Curry because he seems to be, like, a really good guy. And, obviously, all the kids love him. It's not as bad as it used to be. but and I, I just, also, yeah. he had a MVP caliber year, and it was awesome. And he's just so good. And when Durant goes to the Knicks, I can't wait to see <laughs> how good Curry is going to be again. So He'll be fun, though. As long as the ankles stay in check. How many 40-point games he's going to drop? How many times will he sprain an ankle? That's the real question. Uh, not that many. Oh, yeah. Moving on to the other team in L- another team in LA is the Clippers. That's not another team in LA. Never mind. Just move on to the Clippers. Another Cali team. <laughs> another Cali team. That's what I meant to say. This is another really fun team to keep track of this year. Uh, they surpassed a lot of the preseason rankings and expectations for them. Doc Rivers was an amazing coach this year. Took I a group think of, he should win know, coach of the year. He's a very popular choice for coach of the year. But uh, what do you have for your choice? Six man Lou Will, it has to be. He was so good, so awesome this year. Again, like he always is off the bench. Obviously, at a point, it's like, why is he coming off the bench? But it works. So, whatever. He's so good. Um, 20 points a game. It's just crazy. He had a bunch of big shots. The guy is insane. He's a monster. So, that's why I picked him. Yeah, Lou Will was very fun to watch this year, and I'm pretty sure he set the record for most points off the bench, or at least for a bench player. Probably. Um, my choice for this team is going to be Shea Gilgis Alexander, the rookie at Kentucky. He had a very low key year. I know he got some hype at one he point. Got some hype. He got some hype, but not as much towards the end of the year. <clears throat> and I think he's going to be a really good pair. Match him with Landry Shamit, who is another top choice for me on this team. Yeah, the guy from Philly. Yep, they're going to be a very dangerous backcourt duo in years to come just because they fit so well together and they're such a good blend. You know, I'm just going to change. They're both my my co-favorite players. Awesome. Just for the backcourt. Awesome. All right, next one. Moving on to the Sacramento Kings, another upstart team that had a very above-expectations year. 
the running gun, the the tall and skinny is I think is what they call them, <laughs> or the fast and skinny. Something I don't know. Um, you can go first here. Uh, my favorite from this team is gonna be Bogey, uh, Bojan Bogdanovic. He was one of the top scorers of the year, European player. <clears throat> so that's already a plus in my mind. Very fun to watch. High scorer, step back threes, very explosive offensively. I think he could be a key part of their future if they choose to keep him. I think it'll be a very smart idea to keep him. And he's just an exciting player to watch. I really liked so many people on this team. But I think I'm going to go with um, Marvin Bagley. I think it was between, obviously, like all their best players. So Marvin Bagley... De'Aaron Fox and Buddy Heald, but um, I think I'm going Marvin Bagley just because it was awesome to see him in his rookie year play super well, especially for one stretch he was playing insanely well, even after, and this was all after that weird thing at the beginning of the year where he wasn't getting many minutes, I don't know why, but uh, he was awesome, and there was that one injury that looked like it might be scary, but he was fine, he came back, uh, I think it was really nice to see him play well, especially because it makes it look like maybe they didn't mess up terribly not picking Luka. I still think they messed up. Just because he me. looks like he's going to be very good. But, uh, yeah, I'd like to see him perform. Moving on to the next team, we're going to talk about the absolute dumpster fire of a season that the Lakers have had. Uh, they lost LeBron for and Lonzo and a lot of other players for a long time due to the injury. But besides through all that point, all those points and you know, the many reasons that they didn't make the playoffs and have a successful year, I think I gotta go with uh, Rondo as my favorite player from the Lakers this year. I I just love the way Rondo sees the court. I wish I could see the court the way Rondo sees the court. And he still had plenty of highlight passes and cool plays this year. And I'll just leave it at that. I don't know. There wasn't much else for me that was exciting about this team. Uh, not much on this team, except all this LeBron drama, but I think I have to go with, uh, Brennan Ingram. He really made a step this year and looked very good. Looked like he developed a lot of really good moves. Had, uh, this nice, like, fadeaway mid-range shot that just was coming to be super nice. Uh, unfortunately, he had that heart blood clot or something yeah, that, that ended was. his year so hopefully even though i know we aren't going to know his health for the future it seems kind of like the chris bosh thing which ended chris bosh's career so uh best wishes to him hopefully he can recover and come back next year and play well moving away from that we're gonna go to the phoenix suns who had a you know i guess expected uh, down year, year. It was Devin Booker and a lot of nothing, but I think another bright spot on the team was Kelly Oubre, who they traded for. I'm not sure why they traded for him. It didn't really make sense to me, I guess, yeah. acquiring young talent. But uh, he had a he had a few good games with them, had a few uh, big performances against good teams, and I think Oubre still has some talent that could be used somewhere outside of Phoenix, so I'm hoping that he can get somewhere else on his NBA journey and make an impact on a good team. But yeah, I'm going to go with Kelly Oubre. Yeah, um, don't really like anyone on this team, so shout out Jamal Crawford because he just dropped 50. It was awesome. Uh, reminded us that he's still in the league and on his, like, a millionth team. And it just was 
It was pretty crazy. 39 years old. Quick 50-point game. 51-point game. Street ball legend. Yes. Best handles. Awesome handles. All right, moving on to the next team is the Rockets. Another, well, I mean, they start off the year very poorly, but they they got back to where they were expected to be, third in the conference. I think they have a chance to finish second. Yeah, and, um, I mean, I want to go Harden just because it's Harden, but I'm going to go with P.J. Tucker because he's kind of <laughs> the enforcer on the team. I love the way the he plays. Yeah, he's the bully. He's got the super awesome shoe collection sneakerhead um and he's just i love how he like protects his players he's still a pretty great defender and he's uh, like i mean just last night i think it was he was getting into it with with russell westbrook and stuff like that and he's just like not afraid to go at anybody and uh i like how he's just so physical and protects his star players like cp3 and also um harden yeah, and for my choice on this team, I'm going to go with their midseason pickup, Austin Rivers. He he was just kind of, I, I think it was a great pickup for them, and he was a much-needed backup for their injury-prone Chris Paul and just to give Harden some you know off-the-ball work too. And I think he's a great combo guard that can fit well into the system, and I think he might make some surprising plays that might win him a few games in the playoffs just because he's that type of player where you don't know where he comes from, but he'll just he'll do good for you. If you're any role-playing guard that can shoot, get you need to get your agent to try and get you on the Rockets. <laughs> yeah. That's all. Um, You'll get but shots. also, shout-out to Harden for the Another most crazy may, maybe the most insane offensive year we've seen in like since Michael Jordan. He's truly so. unguardable. Uh, yeah, shout out to him. The fact that teams have to come up with these whack game plans to guard him is, I think, enough to say. It's just insane here. It's crazy. Alright, next team is going to be the San Antonio Spurs. Alright, you can go. Alright, uh, from this team, I, I wanted to choose DeJounte Murray, but he didn't miss the entire year, so (laughs) that wouldn't make much sense. Yeah. I like him, though. I guess I'm going to go with... It's mainstream again, but I'm going to go with DeMar DeRozan. It, it was nice to see him succeed uh, outside of Toronto, where he's been known for his entire career. And to see, to see that he could still do good on another team with another you know different uh, environment around him was fun to watch. Uh, I don't know how much noise they'll make in the playoffs, but I mean, it's a Greg Popovich coach team, and I'm always ready to watch those. So. Um, I'm going with... The best player, L.A. Lamarcus Aldridge. Not, not not too sure about that one, but why is that? <laughs> I think Demar Derozan's. The I don't know. I I think it's Lamarcus Aldridge, but he had an insane year again, twenty plus points. It just seems like if he gets the right matchup, it's just so easy for him to score. He just has such like old man moves, I guess. <laughs> it's just so easy for him to score. It seems like so that's all. Um, they're not the most exciting team to watch, but they could probably. I think they could. Are they playing? I think they're. They I think they're set round? up to play the Warriors first round as of now. Oh. So. No, yeah. it looks like they're Denver right now. Oh, they set up so if they end up playing Denver, I mean, maybe like because they got the experience Popovich and stuff like that, they could. I think I could see. Them. I could see. It I wouldn't be shocked if they made both unfavorable matchups. But if I could they see it. if they maybe upset that. Uh, the Nuggets, I wouldn't be stunned. 
All right, that's all I got for the Spurs. Moving on to the next team is the Dallas Mavericks. I'll go first on this one just because it's a very obvious pick for me. For those that don't know or haven't heard me talk about him nonstop, it's Luka Doncic. Uh, I'm a, I think I I easily claim I'm the biggest Luka Luka Doncic fan around. Uh, I just I've loved his game since I first saw him in the Euroleague a few years ago, and I was very excited to finally get to watch him play on most nights uh, rather than having to just watch highlights from the Euroleague. And I think he's in a great system and a great spot out in Dallas. And I'm just, I'm very excited for the future with Luka and his step backs. He should be awesome, especially when Porzingis comes back. Um, just because you picked Luka and there's not a bunch <laughs> else to love, else. I'm going to go with Dirk because he's one of the best power forwards of all time. He's finally going to retire after he literally <laughs> like looks like he's in quicksand with cement shoes. Still the not court. the slowest player in the league. Right? Um, and still got that fadeaway, though. <laughs> so that's all I got for him. That's all he needs. All right, moving on to the second-to-last team. We're going to go to the Pelicans. Who knows what happened with the Pelicans this year. They they messed up with Anthony Davis. Didn't trade him. Didn't do anything with him. I can't wait for that to be over. But uh, uh, do you have a choice for this team? Um... I'm going to go with Julius Randle. I never really understood why the Lakers got rid of him because I thought that year before LeBron came last year that he was, maybe when he was on the court, he was like their best player, it looked like, a lot of the time. And so I didn't ever understand why it just seemed like they didn't like him or Luke Walton just never wanted to play him. But um, he, (laughs) believe it or not, he averaged over 20 points this year oh i believe it no so he was a beast he was balling out almost nine rebounds three assists super good year for him um very underrated i think it was very low-key season that he had just because the pelicans was such a mess just filled with anthony davis controversy but yeah it's definitely julius Randle for me Speaking of underrated, I'm going to go with someone who I don't think was talked about enough this year, but Alfred Payton, he had a few stretches this year where it was, I had to check the name on the stats just to make sure I was you know, talking about the right guy. He had, I, I want to say he had a stretch where he had four or five triple doubles in a row. And I mean, that's like nearing like Westbrook and Michael Jordan territory for, and uh, in the aspect of triple doubles. And he just, yeah, it, there wasn't much exciting, uh, like exciting plays out of him, but just he was consistent. One of the few consistent spots on this Pelicans team, and I mean he put up the numbers, and you gotta show him respect for that. So, I will show him my respect. All right, let's finish this up. Finish up with the grit and grind Grizzlies. The Grizzlies. <laughs> uh, disappointing year for them, fourteenth in the Western Conference. But started uh, off hot though. Started off very hot, and uh, they fell apart. Finally traded one of their main guys, Marcus Soule, uh, stuck on the Mike Conley. But uh, you have your choice ready for this one. Um, I think I'm gonna go with the return <laughs> of Joakim Noah. <laughs> He's just such a. It's just so so weird to watch him again after he was like on that Knicks team with that insane contract for so long. <laughs> um, finally got the buyout and was able to. Do show that he can play a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> Not yeah. awesome, but you know, maybe he could get he get it uh carve out a little role, but he carved out a little role with the Grizzlies and yeah, that's not 
not an awesome team this year. <laughs> I, I honestly have no clue who I'm going to choose. To be honest, I barely watched this guy, but just for the namesake himself, another terrible contract, Chandler Parsons. Oh, man. I know, <laughs> I know he was talking at some point in the year about how he wanted to get back on the court and drain some threes for a playoff contender, but I, he, he's just... He's washed. He's not. He's trash. <laughs> he, maybe next year with him. I know he had some more injury issues this year, but I don't know. He, he's an old name. So uh, that, <laughs> that'll do for the, uh, the that portion. I don't know if there's anything else you want to talk about. Any final word you want to uh, say? I mean, well, we're, we're passing an hour at this point. Okay, so. we should yeah, wrap it up. Then. So we should probably wrap up here. Um, maybe a NBA playoff preview. At some point. At some point, we'll talk about some of the playoff games, I'm sure. We'll see other news from this week and, you know, maybe in the, I don't know. All right. We'll, well see. Thank you for listening. Signing out with the Burner Account Podcast. We'll see you.